This is a production of the Z-Talk Radio Network. The views expressed and opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Z-Talk Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Wow. It's dark. Well, let's have some light on the subject. Put on your critical thinking caps and please refrain from hugging. It's time for Dimland Radio with your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Hello and welcome to Dimland Radio here on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Remember, I'm not really a doctor. I just play doctor online, and I'm also on iTunes, so please subscribe. And if you like, rate and leave a positive review. That'd be nice. I haven't looked to see if anything's happened like that. Uh, This has only been up for, well, two weeks now on the iTunes. And I should uh, let people know that are listening to Dimland Radio through the iTunes, or wherever you can get your podcasts if they do pull from iTunes, that uh, Dimland Radio goes back to March uh, 2010 on this uh, internet radio station which caters to the paranormal uh, called Z-Talk Radio. It still is on Z-Talk Radio. This show plays each Saturday night at 11 p.m. Central, and I am in the chat room as the show is playing, so that you, if you feel like it, you want to come by and chat with me while the show is playing, you can do that. I should mention, though, uh, an apology to the people that were listening through ZTalk Radio last Saturday. Uh, something weird happened with the server. I don't know what was going on. Got about 45 minutes into the show, and the server decided to zorch out. It just, I, I swear to you, I wasn't pushing any buttons. I was just sitting here listening like everybody else chatting along with the folks there uh, that were there in chat room and all of a sudden it just started making this weird noise and the show stopped and I thought is it just me and then one of the folks in chat said what's going on <laughs> I said I don't know <laughs> and I go and I look in at the server and it it uh, it was it 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 did done something weird didn't say any error message or anything like that that i could see but what it ended up doing was it just uh got itself back on and went ahead and played an older dimland radio program from from the archives and i went back in the chat and said well sorry folks but if you want to hear the rest of the show subscribe to it on itunes or you can go to the ztalkradio.com uh, show archive page, ztalkradio.com. Go to the show, show archive page and then look up, look for the Dimland Radio folder, and you'll find almost I've done 300 shows. Well, now this is 302, and uh, you can find almost all those first 300 shows. Now they're not going to make it onto iTunes. I've decided I'm just going to keep them in the archive over at ZTalk Radio. If you're really interested, you can go over there and pick, just give a listen if you like. But uh, I'm, you know, for going forward, 
from show 301 to now it's 302, uh, it's on iTunes. Okay, and so I again, I'm sorry to those of you that were listening in chat or that were just uh, tuning in through wherever you can and maybe not in chat, but tuning in at, at, on this last Saturday night and it went kerfluey on you. Well, I don't know why that happened. <laughs> it's just one of those things. Technology, I guess. It's going to do things like that once in a while. Uh, also, I should make clear to new listeners, uh, I, d I do say at the end of the show, I have like a pre-recorded thing that plays over the end music that ends the show, which, by the way, uh, I play badly rhythm guitar on that song at the end of the show. Uh, it's an old traditional bluegrass tune that a, a couple friends of mine and I, we used to get together once a month and once every couple few months and play music and we'd record it and uh, we we would create make a CD a do-it-yourself kind of thing and we called ourselves either Crawdad Creek or Five Dollar Fiddle uh, the other two fellows that were involved were are much better at playing musical instruments than I uh, and I haven't touched my uh, guitar for quite some time now uh, anyway uh, one of the guys uh, plays mandolin pretty well, and he plays guitar pretty well, and uh, he's been doing it for a long time. And the other fellow that plays, uh, the one guy, his name's Rich, that does the mandolin. The other fellow is Dave. Dave plays guitar, and he's really good. Yeah. Richard, Richard's good, but Dave is, ugh, Dave is really good. And he can play other stuff. You know, I think he can play piano a little bit. He can play bass guitar. He was learning accordion uh, at some point, and uh, it just you know he's really good. So he's all the really good uh, twiddly bits that take place in the, at the end song there. That's that's Dave, uh, and the mandolin stuff that you'll hear in there. That's uh, that's Richard, and if you hear a little scratchy rhythm guitar, twelve string acoustic, <laughs> that's me. Anyway, uh, so. I have a show notes page. That's at dimland.com. You click on the blog option and you'll get to my show notes. And those go up usually the Monday after my show goes up. Uh, it, that's it's just when I write them and can get them on there. And essentially it's just kind of going over what I talked about on the show and giving links to where I got this information and you know doing that kind of thing it also if you keep scrolling down you get down to uh, the music that you'll hear uh, the bumpers that play as I go in and out of break you'll there'll be links if I can find links to YouTube videos for them where you can check out the songs the full songs I have really great bumpers at least I think so because I like them all but then I would because they're mine and it's uh, I think I did mention it last week they're all from the 80s and uh, I mean, I might vary once in a while, but very seldomly. Whoops, I kicked the table. Sorry. Um, anyway, it's uh, you can go check that out, and then there's other links where you can you can go to my cafe press store. I'm an artist, I'm a cartoonist, and a portrait artist, and you know, and if the money's right, I'll do some artwork for you, <laughs> if you'd like. Uh, and I, and at the end of the show, I'll mention a little something about art that I did for somebody. Uh, so that's that's what you'll see on the on the show notes, and I'll try to 
uh, I try to make sure I get that up there before the end of the day on, on Monday, usually by mid-afternoon. Uh, I try to get that up there. So you can check it out. It's just, you know, if they say if you're, if you're only listening to the show, you're getting just half of it because you should go to the blog because you get more there. Or, but I don't know if this is just half. But. So check that out. That's for you guys who are new to this. I'm sorry to keep doing this kind of this housework kind of thing, this housekeeping or whatever they call it, just to kind of let you people that are just listening now kind of get caught up with what I do. So, okay. Um, I have a recurring segment. It doesn't happen a lot, but every now and then somebody it sticks out like a sore thumb, and uh, I just have to, you know, to mention it and that is uh, I do a Dimland Radio Science Hero those aren't sore thumbs those are really nice thumbs uh, well manicured and not painful at all uh, and I do Dimland Radio Science Zeros those are the, are the sore thumbs they every now and then somebody pops up uh, as an example of a science hero they're not they're, they're not scientists because all scientists are heroes. Well, they should be. Most of them. I can't say all. That's really kind of declarative. I mean, there were scientists working for <laughs> big tobacco. <laughs> and, uh, you know, what can I say? And then there is that, that 3% of the scientists, climate scientists that don't think that uh, climate change is human-caused, uh, apparently. <laughs> well, there's them. But still, for the most part, scientists are good guys because they're trying to help the world trying to help us understand how to learn things, how to, how to know things, you know, just how to find things out, how to advance, how to make it possible for me to do this program so that you can hear it. That's due to science. Now, they didn't specifically sit down and say, we've got to figure out a way for the people to hear you know, Jim, Dr. Jim Fitzsimmons, because the people are clamoring to hear him. Well, no, I know they're not, but I mean in general, and I think you knew that anyway. So a science hero might be Jimmy Kimmel. I named him science hero twice. Once when he did a viral video. You recall the, uh, the, the twerking thing? It became a thing for a while there. I think it's probably still a thing. And some people can do it. And they're not, And some people do it and it's very scary. But um, I guess you know when, when Molly Cyrus did the uh, twerking thing with that, uh, what's his name? Uh, 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 Alan Thicke's kid. Oh, and Alan Thicke just died. Eh, weird. Uh, he's 69. That's that's not old enough to die. But uh, his his kid, uh, what's his name? Uh, Roger Thicke, whatever his name is, uh, with the uh, the Marvin Gaye song, and and he came out and you know she twerked at him, and I guess it became a big deal then, or it got. I mean, it was already something that was happening, but you know, the 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 masses caught wind of it. Oh, what's this thing? What is she doing? And why does she stick her tongue out that way? But um, anyway, <laughs> this twerking thing. Uh, it's really hot. Some, some people can do it. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, there was a gal that was doing a twerk uh, on a video. She had a table, glass top table in her room that had some lit candles on it, lighted candles. 
on it, and she started doing this twerking thing. And then she got up on her hands, and she uh, and so she inverted herself, and she was leaning against the door, and she's twerking. And the, somebody walks into the room, and she falls onto the onto the glass table, and and jumps up on you know catch. She had caught on fire awfully quickly, but she'd caught on fire, and she'd start flopping on the couch. And the video ends rather abruptly, and it went viral. It went all over. People were, you know, local news across the country were showing this video, saying, take a look at this thing. Well, it turned out this was a put-on by Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, because, you know, a couple, a few days went by, and then Kimmel does a bit on his show, and he says, you know, have you seen this video? Have you seen this video of this gal? And they start showing it, and then it ends with her jumping up with her legs on fire. And he says, but you know, you know, and he says, we've actually tracked her down and we've got her via satellite. Uh, and we're going to talk to her now. So they talk to her. And, uh, and, and then, then the reveal comes. She's not, they're not via satellite. She's just behind an enclosure on the stage. And he goes, and they show the rest of the video because the video ends rather abruptly. They show the rest of it and, and, She's on fire, and in through the door walks Jimmy Kimmel, dressed the same way she was, with a fire extinguisher, and he you know, blasts her with it to put out the fire, and then he gives a big thumbs up to the camera. And he was just... I, I thought that was so great. That was a way to show how we need to pay attention. We need to pay better attention. And, it's just, and not fall for everything. This is, is this real? Uh, is this real? needs to be the thing we ask ourselves. And so I named him for that for uh, uh, Science Hero once for that. And then I named him again after he became a, a new father, just had a kid, and he started taking on, in a, in a stand-up routine, started taking on the anti-vaxxers and making, you know, poking fun at them. And he didn't back off when the anti-vaxxers pushed back and he didn't back off. He doubled down and said, no, you essentially saying, no, you people are wrong and you're doing... The, the public a great disservice. <laughs> Maybe not in so many words. So he got it, Science Hero again. Now Science Zeros are, uh, as I gave an example before, I think on last week, um, uh, Jenny McCarthy and her anti-vax stance. Uh, she's a Science Zero. Uh, climate change denying folks. Uh, you know, this guy that's going to be our president uh, had mentioned something about the global climate change being a hoax perpetrated by the the Chinese. I think that's what he said, right? But then, who knows? Because now that he's uh, president-elect, um, a lot of those things he said on the campaign trail, I guess he's kind of saying, well, you know, it's, not, it's just campaign talk. <laughs> Is that what he's doing? Anyway. But I need to bring up... Uh, this is going to be interesting because it's not just a cut-and-dried dimland radio science zero. It, it would have been... But some things started to happen when I was looking into it. Uh, on the Facebook earlier today, Phil Plate, the bad astronomer, you might know who he is. He's a he's a really good skeptic. He's written he wrote a book called Bad Astronomy, which is I think was his first book uh, with a skeptical theme where he took on the moon hoaxing. You know, we didn't land on the moon; it's all a hoax kind of thing. And he explained how no. No, it's this is why it's not a hoax, and this is why we know we went on the moon, and went to the moon, and all that. And uh, 
and he started a blog called Bad Astronomy, and he you know, dubbed himself the Bad Astronomer. And uh, he, his, uh, his blog was picked up by uh, Slate.com, and so now he blogs for them. And uh, <clears throat> he wrote a piece about, or, uh, about a, one of uh, uh, President-elect Trump's uh, advisors, a fellow named Anthony Scaramucci. Scaramucci, Scaramucci, can you do the Pondango? I'm sure he heard that joke a thousand times <laughs> growing up. But anyway, so this fellow was being interviewed on, uh, on CNN by Andrew Cuomo, uh, the son of the late uh, governor of New York, Mario Cuomo. Can I go off on a little tangent here? I'll get back to the other stuff, I promise. Mario Cuomo, I... You see, I like baseball. I, I love baseball. I'm not a fanatic where I know all the stats and I, I follow it that closely, but I follow it closely enough that I, that, I, that I know what's going on somewhat, and I really enjoy watching a game. I love baseball, and it's just... You'll, I'll talk about it on occasion on this show. And I really like Ken Burns' documentary, Baseball, uh, which came out in the mid-90s. And then he did another, an update, where uh, he called it, you know, Ken Burns' Baseball 10th Inning. And he did that, I don't know, 10 years later or something like that, updating some stuff, uh, giving us the story about, you know, what had happened since then, since this, his the mid-90s when, when the documentary first aired. And <clears throat> Mario Cuomo is one of the people that Ken Burns talked to to give his stories about baseball and about his impressions of baseball, what he thinks of the game and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and why Mario Cuomo? Well, apparently when he was younger, he was a good ball player. And he was, he was scouted. You know, somebody found him. They signed him to a contract. Was, I don't remember which team they signed him to. And he, he might have been a major leaguer, but he couldn't hit a curveball. So he just never developed a career, and he ended up going into politics. But I'm telling you something. He shows up in the fifth episode of the nine-part series, which Burns called each part an inning. So he shows up in the fifth inning. The fifth inning starts with uh, uh, some uh, footage from, I guess, the 1950s. Uh, maybe, you know, 1950s, maybe? Well, whatever. Whenever it is. Some kid playing baseball, sandlot baseball, he's at the plate, and then he's talking in a Brooklyn accent about, oh, we need a pitcher, come on, throw the ball in here, you know, this kind of thing, whatever Brooklyn accent sounds like. Don't don't go by my impression. And the first voice we hear in that episode is Mario Cuomo's, and I'm telling you folks, now, I'm sure he was a really good man. He, I'm sure he was a good governor for, for New York um, and, and a decent man and all this kind of stuff. And I'm sure he loves baseball and I'm sure he's had joy in his life. But you can't tell by listening to the man. When he, his voice starts to be heard in that documentary, it sucks the air out of the room. It's like, ugh. <laughs> he comes out and he says, we don't do community well. Well, right there, I want to say, F you. You know, he's talking about America. He's, oh, in times of great crisis, such as 
9-11 or World War II. We, we're better, but we don't do community well. It's, come on. It's, it's, I didn't like that. But, okay, but it's the way he talks. I mean, I mean you see him, he, he gets on camera, and he does, he'll smile, but it seems reluctant to me. And it, it, it doesn't seem as though the man has experienced at least one moment of joy in his life. He's so doleful. He's so dour. It's just, ugh, ugh. And then he says something completely ludicrous. I love the bunt. I love the bunt. Nobody loves the bunt in baseball. Now, this is a rant I've gone on before on the show, but for you iTunes people, <laughs> you haven't heard it. I don't, anyway, the, nobody loves the bunt. So this, I don't know how this guy got elected governor. Because he, he, I don't know, his charisma is lost on me. And I'm telling you, you watch that documentary, everybody else they have on there, everybody else they talk to, Billy Crystal, Mickey Mantle, uh, Stephen Jay Gould, uh, you know, on and on and on, Ted Williams, all, all the people they talk to, at least sounds like they, they have a love of the game. I'm sure Cuomo has a love of the game, had a love of the game. It just doesn't come across. He's, <laughs> it's, it's just, ugh. And in the tenth inning, that series that that the follow-up that Ken Burns had had done, Cuomo's not in there. He might have died before that. I I don't know, but he's not in it. But there is a sports writer named Mike Carbuncle who is in it. Not Carbuncle. Barnacle. <laughs> Carbuncle something else. Mike Barnacle. He's in it. He has a love of baseball. He has a joy and a glee and a boyish smile on his face when he talks about baseball. And he's, and he's, he's, he's brought in, and he talks a bit about, about the steroid era, where all the home runs are being hit. And, and sports writers and people in the know are scratching their heads thinking, something's a little weird about this, but it's really exciting. But this is kind of weird. You know, they have that kind of thing. And he says... He's essentially, he says nobody goes to see a, to a, goes to a baseball game to see a bunt. They go to see home runs, and I wanted to say, "Au contraire, Mr. Barnacle." <laughs> there was one person who went to see baseball to see a bunt. Ugh. Well, my little tangent there has taken me a little far afield, so uh, I'm going to take my break. I'll get back to what I was going to talk about. I promise. I, I promise I'll get back to it. You're listening to Dimland Radio on the Z-Talk Radio Network it's at uh, ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. I'll be back right after this break. the most annoying sound in the world? You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. If you don't clean up your room, the Board of Health is going to condemn it. The Board of Health doesn't even know about your room. What's more, they don't care. You know, if you keep making that face, it's going to freeze that way. Not unless you're someplace really, really cold. 
Actually, a lot of the warnings moms hand out are a bit exaggerated. If you don't get your blood pressure checked, you could have high blood pressure, not even know it, and you could die from a stroke. But she's right about that one. Fact is, high blood pressure contributes to 200,000 American deaths each year. And a third of those who have high blood pressure don't know it. If they did, it'd be simple to treat. Call the American Heart Association at 1-800-AHA-USA-1 or visit AmericanHeart.org on the web to learn more. Better still, ask your doctor to check your blood pressure. If you run with those scissors, it's the least you can do. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio's Red-Headed Stepchild. It's Dr. Dim on Dimland Radio on the Z-Talk Radio Network. Do you believe in ghosts? Do you think Bigfoot is real? Do you suspect that your neighbor is really Val Tor, leader of the lizard people of Bendar 3? Well, Dr. Dim doesn't, and he'll tell you why when you tune in to Dimland Radio Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern on Talk Radio Network. It's an hour of science promotion, pop culture rants, personal observation, and of course, skepticism. Dr. Dim might even have a guest or two. Join Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern, for Dimland Radio on Talk Radio Network. Network. We're the station that beats all the competition, and we'll prove it as soon as we hear any competition. You're listening to Z Talk Radio Network. Welcome back to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Okay, I went off on a little tangent there. That happens. I do that now and then. Uh, I'm, as I said, I'm sure Mario Cuomo was a, was a terrific guy who had joy in his life. He just It just doesn't really come across <laughs> in the documentary. He's mainly a part of that fifth in- inning. He shows up a couple more times later on, but ugh, I'm telling you, it's just the air just whoop, right out of the room, just gone. <laughs> what is going on with this guy? Okay, <clears throat> so this um, uh, what's his name, Anthony Scaramucci, uh, an, an advisor to President-elect Trump, was on uh, CNN being interviewed by by uh, Andrew Cuomo. Chris Cuomo, sorry, did I say Andrew before? If I did, I apologize. Chris Cuomo, who is the son of uh, Mario Cuomo, which let's not get me started again. And they're talking about, um, well, Phil Plate was kind of upset with uh, the the decided and aren't and we all should be uh, the decided uh, turn toward anti-science on the on the nominations that uh, Trump is proposing for his cabinet uh, you know let's 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 get the guy that the, the CIA the CEO of uh, Exxon the former CEO of Exxon to be a guy in charge of uh, stuff that would have to deal with global warming let's get Rick Perry in there let's get these you know these anti-science types you know Ben Carson who's a doctor a neurosurgeon or something a neuro a, a doctor but has some, you know, backward ideas when it comes to evolution and that. Just, just you know, the anti-science. I mean, 
those of there were there was somebody that was I can't remember who it was that was talking about it. Uh, I just saw some some commentary by a person that was saying that they're going to vote for Hillary Clinton, uh, and not necessarily because they think she's the greatest, but because there's a better chance that pro science will be a part of the, that administration. And that's something, you know, science is incredibly important. And one of the, uh, one of the things that, that uh, one of the big problems that there is uh, in the world today, and in America especially, is, is a very sizable lack of scientific intelligence among the population. Just basic science knowledge, understanding of things. There's just a, it's, it's, and that is leads us into some very scary areas where it, it, you can get people in positions of power who think that that you know we don't have to do anything about global warming. You know we don't have to. Yeah, we'll use clean coal. Yeah, it's that's not it's, there really isn't anything such thing as clean coal. Maybe cleaner than the old stuff, but you know, you know, that kind of thing. So, Cuomo has uh, Scaramacci on his show, and he starts kind of pressing him on this. And one of the things that he was pressing him on was that uh, uh, the that Trump or his team was proposing that they they take a survey of the climate scientists to get their names. Why would you want their names? Why? Why would they, you know, to get scared of the um, of uh, the the shadow of uh, McCarthyism kind of looming overhead you know it's just like uh what is this what does that mean why was why is that happening why would you need the names well and the guy kind of bypasses so this is all stuff that phil plate talked about in his article and then and and then cuomo starts to kind of press him on global climate change you know and 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 uh yeah this this guy uh scaramachi says uh Scaramucci, sorry, Scaramucci, says that uh, well, you know, there are there are scientists that don't agree. Yeah, very very few. And ninety seven percent of climate scientists are saying, yeah, you know, humans are responsible. It's happening. We need to we need to do something. And <clears throat> you know, so he's going to go with the three. If you've got a hundred scientists and ninety seven of them are saying, look, this is what here's the evidence. This is what's showing us. And you got three saying, well, I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, I'm going to go with the the other guys because science science gets it right. If science gets it wrong, it's science that gets it right. You know, it's science that corrects it. It's not somebody uh, getting messages from their spirit guide. It's not somebody in a in a doing yoga in a salt mine that uh, gets inspired. It's it's not that. It's more science being done. If, if scientists scientists make a mistake, other scientists will catch it. Uh, more science being done will catch it. I mean, the guy, you know, this Scaramucci was saying that you know there was a there was a time when uh, science thought the world was flat, or there was lots of lots of scientists thought the world was flat. Well, no, <laughs> no, there wasn't. Two thousand years ago, the Greeks figured out the Earth was not flat. Um. Or, or that the Earth is the center of, and he said the world, uh, but he meant to say center of the universe. Well, you know, scientists figured that out a long time ago too. And for a while there, they tried to, you know, when they when they went with the idea that the Earth was the center of the universe, trying to figure out how the planets and their weird movements 
how does how does that make sense? But then when they when uh, uh, was it Copernicus came along, uh, I think he was the guy, and he said, you know, let's think of the sun being at the center, and if we do that, the movement of the planets that we're seeing suddenly makes sense. Oh, that makes sense because this is doing that, and we're going around too, and that's why it appears at some points that the planet is starting to go backwards. These other planets that are orbiting the sun, you know, if they were orbiting us, they seem like they're going backwards for a little while, and then they start going forward again, and it's all this kind of weird stuff. But that's, and and you know, ten points to Chris Cuomo who said, uh, "Where's the quote?" He said, "It's called ignorance. You learn over time." He's talking about how you know we 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 learn more. We start to uh, gets smarter. Uh, uh, we start to discover new things, and we say, "Oh, you know, we were wrong about that. Let's move on." And because we got this new information, which has uh, uh, explained what we thought was going on and explained it differently and better, so we're going to move on from what we used to think. We're moving on to this. You don't see that happening in religion very often. It's where you know we used to think. I mean, maybe, you know, with the Catholic Church kind of saying, well, you know, the uh, the exodus, uh, you know, that didn't actually happen. It's just kind of a story. With that happening, I don't know if it's official doctrine of the Catholic Church, but I do hear and read some stuff that some, some of the Catholic uh, teachings are saying, well, you know, it didn't probably didn't actually happen. But uh, nevertheless, uh, pretty much, you know, believers lock on to their belief and it, it takes I don't know, it takes some sort of epiphany to get them to realize, you know, I'm wrong. <laughs> um, so, here's something though, and this is why you see, if, with all that and, 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 and this again, it's in Phil Plate's article with all that, the, the as, as Plate put it the ribbon on top of it was, uh uh, this uh, Scaramucci ends up saying that you know people have made mistakes. Let's say I've got it written down here. Let me let me read this quote. Uh, and my formally no, I, I don't, I'm, I'm not going to use the rush quote. Uh, you're saying the scientific community knows. I'm saying people have gotten things wrong throughout the 5,500 year history of our planet. Well. <laughs> It's like right there. I was saying the all the other stuff that he was doing. You know, I'm not a scientist. He used that, and well, there are scientists that disagree. And you know, we used to think the world was flat, and and that it was the center of the universe. You know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, put him right there in Science Zero. You know, Dimland Radio Science Zero territory, but the lock-in was the 5,500-year 5, history of our planet. That was the lock-in. But I couldn't play the, the video of the interview that Phil Plate had provided in his, in his blog on Slate.com. I couldn't play it. Uh, I don't know why. It just wasn't working. So I decided to go onto YouTube and find see if I could find it and I did and I noticed something before I even played it the one on YouTube was a little bit longer maybe about a minute longer maybe not quite a minute but longer than the one that Phil Plate had on his page so I put it on there and I was watching it 
and I and I'm, and I'm glad I forced myself to watch it because something curious happened. All the other stuff that Phil had talked about, you know, the the flat Earth and the center of the you know, you know all that stuff had happened. And he did say, you're saying the scientific community knows, and I'm saying people have gotten things wrong throughout the 5,500-year 5, history of our planet. He did say that. But he also went on to say, and Cuomo was kind of talking at the same time, but he also went on to say, he put up his hands like he was saying, whoa, whoa, hang on. Uh, he, he also went on to say, human history, I should say, the 5,500-year 5, history of our planet. And then he says, human history, I should say. So he, he wasn't saying that he believed that the Earth is 5,500 years old. He had human history going back 5,500 years. Okay. And I, so I looked at it and went, oh, wait a minute, no, that's not right. So I went back to Phil Plate's site and I, and I looked through the comments, and people in the comments were pointing it out. The video is cut. It's deceptive. Some, you know, somebody made the point saying, look, if we want to convince people of, the, of global climate change and that we need to do something to limit our, our, our release of greenhouse gases, if we want to get ourselves off of fossil fuels, if we want to convince people to go along, to, to get on board, we can't be deceptive. And whoever put up that video, and I'm not—I don't think Phil Plate did it. I think that was the one he saw, and he didn't question that it cut right immediately after the guy says that. He didn't question, you know. And I—I got to think to myself, I got to—if I'm be honest with me, with me myself, and with you guys, uh, had I watched, been able to watch the video on Phil's page and saw it end just there, I'm not sure I would have thought, huh, that kind of ends rather abruptly. I've often said on the show, when you watch videos, remember that the people making them have the power to edit. So somebody took that and they clipped it right there to make this Trump advisor look even worse than he did. You know, to look even more anti-science than he did. To look even more of a, a religious zealot than maybe he is. Yeah, uh, he might not be a religious, religious zealot at all. You know, he might think the Earth is 6,000 years old, which is the young Earth kind of thing, but, or at least some of the young Earth belief. Some maybe say 10,000 years. But you know, So that point, that point was, was made in, in the comments. And then a little bit later on, I went back to Phil's page. I, I was able to watch the video this time. I was refreshed it, was able to watch the video, see that it, it, it ends there. But I also saw that Phil Plate had updated the page. And he, he, he must have been seeing the comments and then saw the quote because he, cha he, he made the change. He included that the guy said history, uh, you know, human history, I should, I should say. That's what he put that in there. And then he put at the very bottom of the, of the column, he wrote that he had updated it. He had done two updates on there. And he mentioned that, you know, the, clip, the video clip cuts off at, the, at, you know, at a, not a very good point. <laughs> to make you have a fair thought of what the guy's saying. So I, I'll give him credit for that. But he does kind of say, well, you know, human history does go beyond 5,500 years, which is true. But written history, the first uh, uh, written account of any kind of human activity, dates back to about 3,500 BCE. 
Well, it's two. It's 2016 BC. Oh no, CE, Common Era. Add those together. That's uh, 5,516 years. That's pretty close. So maybe that's what he was referring to, uh, Scaramucha. Maybe that's what he was thinking, uh, referring to when he said human history. So you know, Phil tried to still have a little bit there, but he had enough. He had enough ammunition to say, uh, you know, this guy's it, it does this does not bode well for science in the next administration, and it, that's one of the things that has me nervous about it. Uh, but we have to be careful. We have to watch it. Even Phil Plate, who's a good skeptic and a good scientist and, and knows this kind of stuff, and like he, 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 you know, when, he, when he saw that uh, he had it, he was given the wrong impression. Not, I don't think it was intentional. Like I said, I think he just saw that video and didn't realize that it was cut uh, deceptively. When he found out, he took steps to make sure that the record is straight. So that's what we should do. But even even us, even us, uh, we who are great skeptics, <laughs> we need to be careful that it can happen to us. And 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 the one commenter that said we shouldn't be deceptive, uh, we shouldn't uh, be doing that to try to get people on our side. We should be honest with them, and uh, that kind of that kind of underhandedness doesn't serve our cause very well. And I agree with him. And uh, I think that uh, uh, we should strive to do better and and be vigilant and stay on top of things. And I've made it to my next break. You're listening to Dimland Radio on the Ztalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dimfit Simmons. Uh, come on back after this one, or I'll come back. I promise. You know, if I can maneuver into a tight parking spot at the mall, I'm pretty much sexually satisfied. And I've been to the mall twice today already. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. Did you see that UFO sighting that made the news? What did that latest study about alternative treatments really say? Is this photo making the rounds real or a hoax? Doubtful News is a unique website featuring news about pseudoscience, the paranormal, anomalies, and questionable claims framed with a skeptical view. Come visit doubtfulnews.com every day for news about cryptozoology, conspiracies, shams, scams, and more. Follow us on Twitter at Doubtful News. Critical thinking is essential in assessing today's news. Doubtful News helps you decide, can you really believe this stuff? Don't just take my word for it, but you are listening to Dimland Radio on Talk Radio Network. On the go and missing another one of your favorite Z-Talk shows? Now you don't have to. Simply go to the Google Play Store on your Android phone and download the Z-Talk Radio app. The best part is, it's absolutely free. That's Z-Talk Radio, only found in your Google Play Store on your Android phone. 
Download it today. But we give those other guys the finger. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. Bonjour, Monsieur Dim. You are too clever for us naughty people. Welcome back to Dimland Radio on the Z-Talk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Last week, early in the show, I mentioned that I was going to talk about Bigfoot, uh, about some something new about Bigfoot, and uh, when I got to the end of the show, I realized I hadn't talked about it, <laughs> and I interrupted my end theme music stuff uh, by... Uh, 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 by mentioning that I'd forgotten to talk <laughs> about the Bigfoot thing, and I promised I would talk about it this week. Now, if you were listening in chat and you didn't bother to go to the archive or you're not subscribed on iTunes, uh, you didn't hear me say that. And you might have thought, well, he probably talked about the Bigfoot thing there in that part that we missed. But uh, if you looked at the show notes, you wouldn't see anything written about the Bigfoot thing. Well, what is the Bigfoot thing that I have? Well, <clears throat> about 50 years ago, uh, there was um, a couple of fellows in California, uh, Roger Patterson and Bob Gimlin, that went a Bigfoot a-hunting. And uh, they were making a documentary, trying to find the Bigfoot, I guess. And they borrowed a, 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 or stole or, <laughs> I don't know, they, they got themselves a, 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 a film camera. Uh, not video, but, you know, film. And uh, and which they, I, I said stole. Well, Roger Patterson had a reputation of not paying for things. Anyway, so he got this. He gets this camera, which had to be the only camera, you know, motion picture camera, in in, in ten twenty mile radius from where they were. I mean, it, 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 there couldn't have been that many around. Uh, this was nineteen sixty seven. This was in uh, rural. Uh, wild uh, California, you know, in the forests, you know, uninhabited areas or lightly inhabited. Well, these guys go in, and lo and behold, they catch Bigfoot walking across a clearing. And so, hence the legendary Patterson-Gimlin film comes to the comes to the uh, the 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 public, and we all went, <gasps> and that's. that's started all kinds of people hunting Bigfoot to try to get even better film or video footage of it. You might not know the, the film that I'm talking about by name, but if you saw it, you'd, you'd know it. I mean, it is the classic, iconic, if you will, uh, view, viewing of a quote-unquote Bigfoot. You know, it's this, this humanoid-like creature covered in fur or it's not humanoid-like, it is humanoid, uh, creature, well, walking bipedally through a clearing in in some forest in California, and it looks back, you know, swinging its arms along the side, and it looks back at the guy taking the, the film, and then just continues on its way and walks into the woods. And Now, 
people have argued over this film. There are believers that think, yeah, that, that's 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 great. Oh, excuse me, I'm going to clear my throat. <coughs> Sorry about that. I don't have a mute button, and what are you going to do? And they, this this is the best bit of film evidence. I use that loosely, if you will, of, of Bigfoot. But it's at best inconclusive. It's, I mean, there are those who say it's a guy in a suit, and they say, but you can't say that definitely. But I would, I, I prefer, I lean toward uh, that. I favor that uh, explanation because Occam's razor would suggest that's probably the more likely explanation than it's some animal that hasn't yet been discovered or has, you know, it has yet to be discovered. I, you know, it's just. I don't. For the longest time, I they talk about you can see pendulous breasts on the thing. And for the longest time, I was trying to figure out what are they talking. I look in the area, the correct area. It's right the the small of the back. That's where the breasts are, right? No. So I look in the right area, and I I don't know. And finally, not all that long ago, I was looking, and it's I saw some some version of it where you know there was I noticed that the oh okay I think I can see where they thought that they saw boobs okay which seems odd because uh, you know primates boobs aren't covered in fur but these were um, at least uh, you know not, not chimps and gorillas they're and orangutans their 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 breasts aren't covered in fur uh, at least I think they aren't you know around them up above them there's an area but they don't they just have like a skin and well anyway let's not fixate on that but it's it's inconclusive you can't tell for sure what it is because it's at a point it's at a distance from the camera and it's at a level of quality that you can't it, it has enough detail to be interesting but not nearly enough to make any kind of decision as to what that is. It's not in focus enough. It's not detailed enough. There's not enough data available in that image. And since 1967, I think that's what it was, people have been trying to top that. They've been trying to find some video of it. Well, I listen to, intermittently, I listen to a local talk radio guy and I uh, usually when I'm, uh, he's on during the day, and so I usually listen to him when I'm out delivering product for our customers. And I'll put the radio on, and I'll listen to him. And I so I missed the initial talk about a video that they'd seen. He and his his uh, co-hosts, his sidekicks, and uh, so I missed the flow of the earlier conversation where they describe what's in the video and then tell you that you can go to their site and there'll be a link to the video or you'll be able to see it there and what I heard was a refer referring back to that video where one of his sidekicks had mentioned something about it being fuzzy and he says it's not fuzzy it's not fuzzy which is the thing about 
Bigfoot videos and photographs and, and Loch Ness Monster and other cryptids and UFOs and all that stuff. It's fuzzy photographs, it's shaky video, it's not enough focus, not enough data to see what's in there, you know, to make a determination. There's not enough detail, there's you know, to figure to figure if it's fake or if it's there might be things to tell that that's fake depending on, you know, how it moves and if it's video, things like that. But there's not enough to determine if it's if it's an actual animal, if it's a guy in a costume, if it's a whatever, and because and so what we've skeptics have come to take into calling these things, uh, they they call these these animals that are in these things are like Bigfoot especially they call them blob squatches, because they're not close enough to the camera to to get the detail, but they're close enough to be tantalizing. Ooh. Well, um, the video they were talking about, I went to their, I got back to the office, I went to the site, and I saw that the, it, they called it uh, uh, the Yeti scene in, in Russia. Or something like that. I'll link to it in the show notes. You'll check it out. And I, there's, a, there's, I'll actually link to two versions of this video. It's the same video, but the one that, uh, that's on the, uh, radio's site, uh, just shows a hundred. Uh, what is it? A minute forty seconds, and it takes about a minute before you see something. And and here's so I sit down to watch it. The other video enhances the video by uh, closing in on it and slowing it down. So what you see in the video, and as I sit down, I think, okay, what am I going to see? Try to have an open mind. We'll see. You know, am I going to see something that's really detailed and there's no denying that that's some kind of animal? That uh, you know that really does look like it's a primate, but man, it's it really does move like a like more like people than like apes, and and oh boy, it's you know it really does look like something, and I yeah, that doesn't look like a costume to me. Is it going to be that, or is it going to be what the hell is that? I, I'll, I'll let you guess at this point. I mean, you know, if you've considered that uh, there hasn't been worldwide news that Bigfoot has been discovered. <laughs> this should tell you something because the video has been around for a little bit. Okay, so what you see in the video is uh, it's a dash cam video camera that facing out ahead of the where, where this vehicle is driving. It's driving on a, uh, on a rural road, it appears to be a rural road that's, that's covered in snow and it's at night. So right there, it says, oh, it's all leading up. So the only light that's being cast at the headlights of the vehicle. So it's leading, it's leading up to, yeah, I don't know, this, is, this may be underwhelming. And we watch the video uh, take place, and you can hear the two, two fellows talking to each other, presumably the driver and a passenger, talking to each other. And at some point, and I'd, lo I'd love to hear the Russian translation of it. Somebody's got to have it. But at some point, you, one of them starts going, look, 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 you know, it's like, you know, like saying, look, 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 look up there, look up there, look there, stop, 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 look, look at that, what's that, what's that, you know, that kind of thing. You hear, you know, I'm, of course, saying it in English, but that's, I wouldn't be surprised if that's pretty much what's being said. And what you see is up ahead at the, at the, ex, at the outer extent of the headlights, something that appears to be bipedal, somewhat human-shaped, walking 
you know, heading across the road at a fair clip. And then the guys, you know, they stop. They watch the thing go by. And then they start going again. And they drive right over the tracks where it crossed the road. Then they back up. And then you can hear them talking. And you don't see anything again. You don't get a good view of the, of the tracks. And, and that. And it does look bipedal. And I, th and I so... So you know, there's a there's a there's a saying that says, uh, um, when you hear horse hooves, the sound of horse hooves, think horses, not zebras. Meaning, think of the mundane, the common, the prosaic, before you think the exotic. So here's something that's that appear at first it's so. When you get to see the, the, the close-up video, the video that, that in, enhances it by zooming in and then slowing it down, uh, when you watch that, it does appear to be something like a two-legged thing walking across the road. It does appear to be that. It's hard to, to tell how tall it is, how big it is. It's hard to tell because you got it's, it's, a, blo it's a blob squatch. It is fuzzy. The the host of the show was saying that no, it's not fuzzy. It's not fuzzy. And well, the video itself, in in general, over overall, is in focus. But that object is not. So it's a blob squatch. And I left a comment on their page saying, you know what you got there? You got yourself a blob squatch. So let's look at that and let's think. Okay, what could it be? You know, bears can walk up on two legs, and when they do. They look eerily human, they, as though somebody's in a bear suit walking along. They, they really do. But I don't know. I look at that and I think, I don't know. So what else walks on two legs and looks like a human? Huh. What else? Let me think. Uh, I'm not going to think zebra. I'm going to think horse. How about, uh, well, I don't know, Satan? No, I'm sorry. That's something else. A human, you know, it's, and the other video that I'll include on the show notes, there is a voiceover by a skeptic that is suggesting that, you know, well, there's no way these guys couldn't have stopped and had a friend hop out of their vehicle, run up ahead, and then cross the road. And when you look at the enhanced, the close-up, it kind of looks like a person because I can almost see as though they're wearing a hat. I don't know, maybe Yeti wears a hat. It's hard to say, but congratulations, <laughs> Patterson-Gimlin film. You're still, after 50 years, you're still the best piece of photographic or filmic, filmatic evidence of a Bigfoot, and at best, you're inconclusive. How about that? Isn't that something? Well, congratulations. Good night, Doctor. Good night. What do you know? I made it to the end of another show. Uh, thanks for listening. Remember, you can subscribe on iTunes, leave an, uh, a good re review and a nice rating. Uh, be skeptical. Extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. Don't just say it's going to be okay. Do what you can to make it okay. You've been listening to Dimland Radio on the Talk Radio Network, and I'm your host, Jim Dr. Infant Simmons, reminding you to sleep with the lights off. No show next week. It's Christmas Eve, so no show. New Year's Eve, I think I'll do one. check out my show notes at dimland.com. Just click on the blog option. 
And you can email your questions and comments to drdim at dimland.com. That's D-R-D-I-M at dimland.com. And the opening theme song, Ram, is by Theolius and is used with permission. Production of the Z Talk Radio Network. And now a message to our competitors. Thanks. Thanks for, for tuning us in. Well, I'm going to hell. What did you think of tonight's installment of Dimland Radio? Wow.